Thank you, Father, for your word, and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. So let's start tonight in 2 Corinthians 5.17 as we look at life in the spirit part 2. Last week we talked about spirit, soul, and body. We identified that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. With our spirit, we contact God. We are made in the image and likeness of God. God is a spirit. When we worship Him, we worship Him out of our spirit. Amen? In spirit and in truth. With our soul, that's our mind, that's our will, and that's our emotions. If we get to that tonight, we'll talk more about that. With our physical body, we contact this physical world. Amen? So it pays us rich dividends and it really helps us in our walk of faith if we will locate ourselves and know that we are a spirit. And that's where faith resides. For with the heart man believeth. Amen. That's where love resides. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart or in your spirit by the Holy Ghost. Now we understand that even though the outward man is perishing, this inward man is being renewed day by day. Isn't that good news? Yes, it is. Peter called it the hidden man of the heart. Now, as we look at Corinthians and 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we've got to let the change that's happened on the inside work its way to the outside. When we got saved, when we got born again, the real you was made you, made new. You weren't fixed up, you weren't renovated, and you weren't adjusted. You weren't, really weren't even healed on the inside. You were recreated. You're a brand new creation. There's a new self on the inside of you. Amen? So in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it's talking about the inward man. Now, when we get born again, we did not receive a new body, did we? When I got born again, I had jet black hair. I got born again in March of 1975, and the next day I still had jet black hair. Today, it's more salt and pepper. But if you had brown hair when you got saved, brown hair, amen, your body... Your body doesn't change. If you had a pug nose, unless you had work done, you still have a pug nose. Okay? The outward man is just like it was before. And God really expects you and I to do something with the outward man. And so even though you've been changed on the inside, the minute you were born again... How many of you know you still got your work cut out for you? So with this new man, we are to control the flesh and do something with our bodies. Somebody says, what does this have to do with the Holy Spirit? You'll not be in tune with the Holy Spirit unless you present your body as a living sacrifice and renew your mind. This is basic, and yet it's ever so profound that we cover this because it's es muy importante. Amen? He's a new self. You know, sometimes people say, well, you know, we've got to we got to die out to self. There's no such a statement in the Bible. We don't need to die out to self. We've become a new self. Well, what are we supposed to do then? We're supposed to crucify the flesh. 
And the Bible does talk about that. Crucifying the flesh is not something God does for you. It's something that you do for yourself. Now let's take a look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1 in the King James Version. And then we're going to look at it in the Amplified Version. Romans the 12th chapter and the first verse. I beseech you therefore, brethren. So he's talking to Christians. Talking to Christians right here in the Bay Area. Brethren, by the mercies of God that you, in other words, the real you, you do this from your heart, not from your head. That you, your inner man, present your bodies. What kind of a sacrifice is he looking for? He's not looking for a suffering, barely getting along Christian. He's looking for a living sacrifice that is alive with the power of God, that will move in the glory of God. A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now let's look at it in the Amplified Version. Amplified Version of Romans 12, 1. Glory to God. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers... And beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication. In other words, it's something that you do purposefully. It is a decision of your will. You turn your spirit and you turn your will toward this. A decisive dedication of your bodies. Presenting how many of your members? All your members and faculties as a living sacrifice. Holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God. And I like how he says this. Which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service. And notice that last three words. And what? Spiritual worship. Did you understand this? Do you understand this? When you present your body to God as a living sacrifice, it is a form of worship. It's a form of spiritual worship. Unto God. Amen. So who presents your body? You do. The man on the inside. That was born again. And has become a new creation. And then Paul. Even tells us. A portion of how we can do that. I'm glad he didn't just tell us. Present your bodies as living sacrifice. And leave us hanging. I mean, that would be a great verse, but how do you do it? What, what, what does that mean? How am I supposed to connect with that? Give me something to do. I'm glad you asked. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 27. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 27. But I... Who's speaking? Paul. Another question... Where is he speaking from? When Paul says, but I, he's talking about the real man, his spirit man. He says, but I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now that might be a little bit blind to us. So let's look at it in the amplified version. 
Now, just recently, we had the match between Conor McGregor and Money Mayweather. Money Mayweather made $350 million on that bout. I'm praying he gets saved and comes to Heart of the Bay. Hallelujah. <laughs> but he uses this illustration like a, a boxer. He says, like a boxer, I buffet my body. Did I quote that wrong? <laughs> no, he's not talking about going to the buffet. Matter of fact, to be a good boxer, you got to stay away from the buffet. But anyway, we're under grace. Hallelujah. Like a boxer, I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. I discipline it by hardships. I subdue it. For fear that, after proclaiming to others the gospel and things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit, not stand the test. I think it's very interesting that he says, not standing the test. If I don't present my body as a living sacrifice to God on a regular basis, when the test comes, I may yield to the test. And the tests of life come to all of us. Not standing the test. So here's a major key to overcoming things that come against you. Not standing the test. Be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. And then lastly, you don't need to pull this one up here in the New International Version. It says this. I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So here again, the Apostle Paul is talking about him doing something with his body. He says, I do not let my body dominate me, but I bring my body in subjection to my spirit that's created in the image and likeness of God where the Holy Spirit lives. And the helper on the inside of me will enable me to hold my body in check rather than being dominated by every fleshly thing that comes my way. I'm living out of my inner man. I'm living out of my spirit man. And my body is being kept under. You do know that your body needs to be kept under. I do something with my body. I bring it into subjection. To the inward man. Now listen. Ladies and gentlemen. This is the great Apostle Paul talking. The man who wrote most of the epistles. I mean the one who talks about who you are. What you have. And what you can do in and through Christ Jesus. The one who wrote scriptures like, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. The one who said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. The one who said, if God be for us, who can be against us? In all these things were more than conquerors to him that loved us. Paul's revelation was deep and it runs deep in the hearts of men and women who will yield themselves to it. That's right. But this great apostle, this man 
of God. We could say this spiritual giant wrote this that he had to keep his body under. Why is that? Because Paul was as human as you are. He's as human, was as human as I was. Evidently, Paul's body wanted to do some things that were wrong. If his body wasn't talking to him and trying to pull him into whatever, he would not have had to keep it under. He would not have to keep it in subjection. Listen, just because your body may want to do wrong, it doesn't mean that you're not saved. A lot of people have bought into that lie. Well, I was tempted with this. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? First of all, you're going to resist it. You're going to say no to it. And you're not going to get under condemnation just because you were tempted. I'm telling you, the body's crazy. Just because your body tries to pull you this way and that way does not mean you're saved. Not saved or filled with the Holy Ghost. If that was the case, Paul wasn't saved. Oh yeah, you're going to have to contend with the body. The flesh. As long as you're in this world. Now don't look at me so piously and, and holy like you don't know what I'm talking about. I've done quite a bit of study recently. And I'm kind of waiting for the right time to release it. I don't know whether I'm going to release it to a men's group or do it on a Sunday morning, whatever the case may be. But I've done a lot of study on temptation. And I just want to share real quickly with you, in light of what we're talking about, a couple of things in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Let's look over there. Okay. Everyone say with me, I keep my body. I keep my body under. I think it's interesting that he called his body an it. I keep it under. Amen. Amen? Yep. Now in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. Of course it says here. There has no temptation taken you. But such as is what? Man. But such as is common to man. I need to get over there myself. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. That's right. Amen. I knew I could. I knew Ronnie joined me. But this isn't deep. There's no temptation taking you, but says Jesus, common to man. Satan likes to, to, to tell everybody, oh man, the thing you're going through, nobody knows. The trouble you've seen. A lie straight from the pit of hell. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. That means that God gives you the ability to resist. God gives you the ability to stand manfully against those temptations. Because you've presented your body to God. But will with the temptation. In other words, along with the temptation... He always makes a way for you 
to come out on the other side victorious. A way to escape. That you may be able to bear it. And what that literally means is that you may be able to stand manfully. Now, look at Hebrews real quickly. We'll just take this quick side journey and get back to our lesson. Hebrews 4.15. So we know what the word says. In Hebrews, the fourth chapter, the fifth verse, it says, For we do not have an high priest, this is speaking of Jesus, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. (laughs) Read the rest with me. But was in all points tempted like as we are, yet sin. How many points was Jesus tempted in? All. He was tempted in all points. Just like we are, yet thank God, without sin. Hallelujah. So, it is not a sin to be tempted. And a lot of people in the body of Christ, maybe not so many people in this auditorium tonight, but a lot of people in the body of Christ just get so hard on themselves because they were tempted. Well, did you yield to the temptation? No, but I was tempted. Don't sweat it. You're a human being. The enemy walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Just don't bite the bait. And above all, don't get under condemnation just because you've been tempted. That's such a liberating truth. It's like the guy, you know. He was way up on top of a building in New York City, and he's born again, spirit-filled Christian. He got way up there, and the devil told him to jump off. And he just turned around and said, no, devil, I'm not jumping, you jump. <laughs> Keep your body under, present it to God. Paul didn't let his body dominate him. And you don't have to let your body dominate you. The man on the inside that is full of the word and full of the Holy Ghost is to dominate your flesh. Oh, I'm just, I'm just hoping, I'm hoping, I'm praying God does that for me. That's a cheap excuse. We need to stop asking God to do what he's told us to do. And take our responsibility. Look at your neighbor and say, take your responsibility, will you? Present your body. Don't be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You do it. You do it. How many of you are getting it? If you don't renew your mind and you don't control your body, your spirit man will not be able to dominate. Which will have a huge impact on your ability to be led by the spirit. That's why so many carnal Christians are throwing out fleeces and looking for words. And, you know, they're looking they're looking for an external leading. When in reality, the greatest leadings come 
from the spirit of man and the spirit of God who lives on the inside of you. Well, I just, you know, I mean, if, if a car drives by my house at three in the morning and honks its horn three times, I'll know that it's God. I'll know I'm supposed to get up and eat the rest of that pizza. Foolishness. Foolishness. Prophecy is great, but prophecy ought always to confirm what you already have in your spirit. I don't care if it's me giving you a word. If it doesn't line up with what you have in your spirit, just reject it. And just know this, that Pastor Mark missed it. So he says, you admit that you could miss it? Yea, verily. (laughs) (laughs) Missed it before? Probably miss it again. But I'm going to get up. And just keep moving with God. Side journey. Don't get into condemnation because you missed it. Learn from it. Learn from it. Get wiser. Get stronger. Get better. And then get up. And move with God. Give yourself the permission not to be Jesus. All right. I've gone to meddling now. I know it. What I'm saying is this. It'll be hard for us to recognize God's direction and even more difficult to follow it if we don't live Romans 12, 1. And Romans 12, 2. E.W. Kenyon, a minister for more than 50 years in the, in the 19th century and early 20th centuries, put it this way. He said, the one who lets his spirit gain the mastery and influence in, in him in critical times is the one who climbs to the top. How many of you are interested in going to the top? Well, Pastor Mark, I'm already the head and not the tail. I'm already above and not beneath. I'm already on top. I know it. I know it. Just quit being so religious. There is an upward way. There is an upward press. There's more to do. There's more to see. There's more to know. Let's just keep moving. Let's keep climbing. Let's keep pressing toward the mark. Amen? That's what gaining the mastery is all about. It's training your spirit to dominate the rest of your being. It'll transform your spiritual walk and make hearing from God easier. Listen to this statement. If I don't, and if you don't, rule over your body, it'll short-circuit you from obeying the Holy Ghost. Think about it. When you step out in faith and you act on the word, you don't need your unruly flesh arguing with you. And your mind will talk to you. And your flesh will say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't feel like it. Pastor Tom's wanting us to raise our hands in church. I'm... Just not going to do it. You know, when, 
When you believe God is leading you a certain direction, <laughs> you don't want your flesh talking back to you. No. Saying, I don't want to go there. I want to quit. I mean, your body will talk back to you a lot if you let it. I'm tired today. <laughs> I don't want to go to work. I don't want a witness. I need someone to witness to me. I don't want to give an offering. I need five dollars. I don't want to pray. I need prayer. I don't want to go to church every Sunday. I mean, hey, one out of four, ain't that enough, Jesus? Can't I just stay in bed? But this guy went to the doctor. He said... Oh, my wife. I'm having a real problem with her. I mean, she snores big time. Anybody around, been around a person that snores big time? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> She's just... This guy was a preacher. The doctor said, is it a problem? He says, yeah, the whole church hears her. (laughs) Hey, I've been there. I've seen some of you out. I've seen the whites of your eyes. You need to take this flesh by the ear. Come on, somebody help me. Haul it out of bed and say, What you want has absolutely nothing to do with it. When your body talks to you, you talk back to it. I don't really care, body, what you feel like. Your feelings have nothing to do with what you believe. Your feelings have nothing to do with following God's direction. Just crawl out of bed, get dressed, and act like the Bible is so. I can't tell you the number of times that I would have rather not have been in the pulpit. But every time I've acted in faith and gone to the pulpit, God has always met me there. And if that works for me going to the pulpit, that'll work for you going to your job. Amen? The spirit man, it is the driver of the soul. The spirit of man is the driver of the soul. That's why we said last week, it's important for us to become more spirit conscious than we are body conscious. And when people quote spirit, soul, and body, they quote it opposite. They say body, soul, and spirit. I don't know whether it's just a mistake or whether they really are in fact more body conscious. 
Say it with me, my spirit, my spirit is, the driver of my soul is the driver of my soul and my body. So since your spirit man is in charge by the Holy Spirit under the Lordship of Jesus, stop letting your body take you where it wants to go and make it go where you want it to go. You're in charge. You are in the driver's seat. When your body says, I think I want to go another way, you just tell it, we're going God's way. And we're going to go God's way 100% of the time, 365 days a year. 52 weeks a year, 12 months of the year, 7 days a week, 24 hours a day. What do you say? We go all the way with God. We present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto Him. And we say, Lord, not my will this day, but Your will be done. And so I will lead you and I will guide you. And I will enable you to be in the right place at the right time. And so shall there be supernatural intervention, but also divine connections. Connections in relationships. Connections for future ministry. Connections for prayer. Hallelujah. So shall it be. So shall it be that the Spirit of the Lord shall move upon you and the glory of God shall rest upon you all as you go. Expect, once you get there and get rested, to enter into a supernatural flow. For it's my plan, it's my will. And I've got some good things in store. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say it with me, it's coming to pass. It's coming to pass in my life. It's coming to pass in my life. Hallelujah. It's not that I will not use men and women whose flesh has been out of control. For I've done it in days past. But you'll notice there's no longevity and it never, ever lasts. So make sure that you are the one that stays on the straight and narrow way. That lives your life sold out. For as you do, you will be, what is that, Lord? I, I got it earlier. You will be in a preferred position. A preferred position. Where I would prefer to use you over someone else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not that God doesn't and God hasn't because he, he has. Glory to God. Pray with me. Pray. 
pasorra mandeste kurum de legiste kalanda a ando bocosa prafaite mostea haha qualified 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 not disqualified but qualified are those who will keep it under qualified are those who will live holy and present their bodies afresh and anew every day hallelujah i remember dad hagen talking about some of these things when uh, remember brother george he he do those ministers conferences and and i don't know if you were at this one or not but he did uh, teaching along the lines of ministerial ethics and in his teaching along those lines of ministerial ethics and there are ethics that ministers must yes, live by right. yeah. it's 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 important mm-hmm. but uh, he was talking about this scripture i keep under my body mm-hmm. and i bring it into subjection lest that by any means when i preach to others i should be disqualified or i should be cast away or set aside he got to talking about in a race or even in a PGA golf tournament or in the masters you've got to qualify if you're going to stay in that tournament you've got to be qualified first of all to get there and then by saturday you got to qualify to stay there come on somebody and i i don't know that much about nascar but i know it's probably mostly the same to to be in the race come on somebody we are in a race and a race car driver driver may have qualified last year but not qualify this year how many of you want to qualify every day qualified qualified in him for him Steve, we're meat for the master's use. We're able for him to use us for his glory. And that's my prayer for each and every one of you tonight. And that's enough for tonight. Let's all stand to our feet and thank God for his word. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the spirit of the Lord. We didn't get to the mind, but we'll get to the mind next week. I don't want to move too quick. There's no reason to move too quick just to get through material. That's the same thing with Brenda. As she teaches Sunday night. We, we just want to endeavor to follow the Holy Ghost. Amen. In all of our services. Praise the Lord. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess we're going to go ahead and uh, raise our hands. And let's just do what we heard tonight. Out of your spirit just say Heavenly Father. I present my body. As a living sacrifice. Holy acceptable unto you for it's part of my spiritual worship I know I'm a spirit and I know the Holy Spirit lives in me so I choose to keep this flesh under subject to the spirit of God subject to the spirit of man Lord I thank you for helping me to stay qualified that I may be meet for the master's use In the name name. 
of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God.